0: Welcome to our podcast, All About the Car, brought to you by Shurel Tire and Service. I'm your host, Rob Hoffman, an auto service specialist with over 44 years of industry experience. With me in the studio today, our regular guest, Brian Call, a 38 year veteran in the automotive industry.
1: Hey, Rob, thank you so much for having me ride along today.
0: And Bill Shurel, a guy who's been driving a long time and has a lot of great questions.
2: Hi, Rob, glad to be part of the drive today.
0: Today, we're talking about wheel alignments. Now, wait just a minute. I may have lost some of you already. Wheel alignment. What the heck does that mean? What is a wheel alignment? I guess a simple description is the act of adjusting the angles of your car's wheels to the manufacturer's specifications. Did I lose you again? That sounds complicated. It does, but it's not. It's really pretty simple. Wheel alignment has been around for a long time, but it hasn't always been adjustable, or at least in an easy manner. Back in the day, and Brian and I both have a lot of experience behind us, and Bill also in the family business, we were doing it sometimes with chalk marks and tape measures and strings, and that goes way, way back.
2: Well, I don't know how far back, because as a kid, I remember the alignment pit. And that's exactly what it was as a kid. Well, I think we built that, our Stevens Point facility in 1971, and that it was a pit where the car drove out onto these long arms, so the front wheels were just on these pretty narrow things. I always thought, oh my gosh, how do they get the car out there? But, you know, you go down on the sides into the pit, and it shot this beam out there and it was like a little film strip back in the day but i thought it was pretty cool
1: futuristic huh
2: yeah it was was well surel
0: tire was definitely ahead of the game back then because when i was wrenching back in that same time period i didn't see any beams
1: (laughs) nope i used a tape measure and a nail to make a mark on the tire When I first started doing alignments.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, that's going way back. Uh, That's like chiseling out a wheel, isn't it?
2: (laughs) (laughs) So when did the technology become more prevalent in the industry and what did it move to?
0: Well, really, it was about in the mid-70s, it's 1978, I believe, the Hunter Wheel Alignment Company produced the first four-wheel alignment system. Many of the cars were turning the front-wheel drive at that point, or by that point, I should say, and were starting to become adjustable at each of the four wheels, and the Hunter system made it much easier to adjust each wheel specifically to the manufacturer's spec. So the question that we get asked a lot, and I'm going to throw it out there for conversation, is how will I know that my car needs a wheel alignment? What are some of the indicators?
1: Tire wear is the biggest one. How are the tires wearing? Is there edge wear where part of the tire is missing and the tread is on the rest of the tire? Does the vehicle pull left or right
2: that would be, for me, like, you know, growing up, that it was probably not the best idea now, but you kind of take your hands off the wheel and see if the car moves.
1: That's one indication if it does go left or right, but Road Crown can come into that. Mm-hmm. So it's not 100% accurate, but it may give you an idea.
0: Hmm, take your hand off the wheel. That sounds good,
1: Bill. Both
2: of them, actually.
1: And you may not know that you need a wheel alignment. Toe in or toe out is one of the angles that we measure and we adjust, and it's one of the most critical ones. And that may not even indicate that you need an alignment, and it can wear out the tires very quickly. What I mean by toe in or out is look down at your feet, leave your heels where they are, and pivot your toes out or in. And that's an indication of what toe looks like on a car.
2: Toe-in is pigeon-toed, right?
1: Toe-in is where your toes are closer to each other, and toe-out is where it's farther apart.
0: I'm hearing body parts. I'm hearing birds. Well, uh, what about a, dog tracking? I was going
2: to say, isn't there a dog tracking yeah, thing? Yeah, we're,
0: we're just like squirreling all over the place here, but what's dog tracking?
1: Uh, dog tracking used to be a big problem back in the 70s. <laughs> what does uh, that look like? You actually see four different tire tracks in a severe case. So you're going down the road in the snow, and you can see all four tires making their own track. The car's going down the road crooked.
0: So when I'm behind a vehicle that's dog tracking and I can see down the side of a car, one side of the car, that's dog tracking.
1: It is. It doesn't happen to that severity near as much anymore. It was kind of comical back then.
0: One of the conditions that comes up in conversation quite a bit is vibration. Can doing a wheel alignment eliminate a vibration? Is that a deep subject?
1: For the most part, in 99 out of 100 cases, it will not affect vibration by needing an alignment or doing an alignment. That's usually a tire wheel assembly or a drive line problem and not a wheel alignment problem. And is it
0: typically recommended to have a wheel alignment done when you get new, I'm going to say this this way, when you get new wheels, but it's actually tires, so is it right to get that done with the new tires, a wheel alignment?
1: I would highly recommend it at that point. You got those brand new tires on there, and they cost quite a bit of money, and you don't want them wearing out prematurely. So when we install a set of tires, we automatically check it to make sure that it's okay. If it needs correction, we'll let you know, and then you can decide if you want to take care of it at that point or not.
0: So that comes back to your first comment on indicators of a wheel alignment was tire wear. So you want to eliminate, you don't want that to happen.
1: Correct. and then. Our recommendation is check it annually to make sure something didn't happen on these wonderful winter roads that make all kinds of potholes.
2: So is a pothole the only way that my car would become out of alignment?
1: No. As a vehicle ages, components get a little bit looser. The car will settle a little bit, which then changes the angles of the alignment. Curbs can do it. Uh, What else?
0: (laughs) So there's many different ways that a car can be thrown out of alignment. So really, we can look at it as almost a maintenance
1: item. That's the way I view it, checking it annually to make sure everything is in good shape.
2: Then coming back to that safety question, that if the car is out of alignment, do I put myself into an unsafe situation? Is the car going to veer off the road?
1: That would be a pretty extreme situation that that would happen. In most cases, no, it's not going to be a safety issue at least for a long time, until it does eventually damage the tires. Then it could turn into a safety issue, but for the most part, no.
0: As a responsible driver, you want to make sure you're safe during your daily commutes, and especially on the relaxing Wisconsin back road road trips. There's so many great places to see in Wisconsin. There's lists and lists out there that you can Google. One that comes to mind is Osceola, Wisconsin. I personally don't have any experience with it, but as I looked up this nice little town. There's a lot of things to do there. Brian, do you have experience with Osceola?
1: As a matter of fact, Rob, I do. I lived there for about five years back in the late 60s, early 70s, and it was a great little town. So well, That explains a lot. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> One of the coolest features is Cascade Waterfalls, and that's right down in the heart of the town. And if you blink and drive through it, you'll never see it. You got to get out and you walk down a bunch of stairs to the waterfalls and there's a nice picnic area. You can walk behind the falls. It's really picturesque.
2: So if you spent time there, and now I'm looking at TripAdvisor, what other things have you necessarily done? So the top 10 TripAdvisors in Osceola, were you at Mill Pond Park?
1: I was at Mill Pond. I fished there quite a bit.
2: See? All right. Then what about the Osceola Fish Hatchery?
1: I'm sure I went there as a class trip when I was... In grade school.
2: And I know you are very studious and probably spend a lot of time at the Osceola Public Library.
1: Oh, of course I did. Yes.
2: And then what about the St. Croix Art Barn? Was it in existence back Uh, then?
1: That does not ring a bell. St. Croix Falls was about 10 to 12, 15 miles away.
2: Okay. Riverwood Canoe and Kayak Rental.
1: I did not do that.
2: All right. The Osceola and St. Croix Valley Railway.
1: I have read about that, and that trip sounds awesome.
2: So do you get on the train?
1: You actually ride the train, and they have supper available, and it's a two-, three-hour trip. That's something I really want to do.
0: I'm a train fanatic, and I learned that there's a fully restored Sioux Line Depot in Osceola. So that kind of goes along with the whole experience on the train trip. From what I learned, there's a 10-mile round trip on that.
1: On That's that pretty excursion. Cool.
2: And what about the Looking Glass? That may be a bar, and I don't think it would have. Been <laughs> I probably
1: wasn't in the bar. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, probably not appropriate. Road trip. But the Crooked Creek Golf Course. Were you a golfer?
1: I was a golfer, but that was a few years after that. Fair
2: enough. And lastly, but not leastly, Ken's Keyboard Bar. Probably not. A, probably
1: not, not that part. either.
2: So those are the top ten TripAdvisor points of interest in Osceola.
1: A little history fact. They used to build small aircraft in Osceola up until I believe it was the early 70s that they'd actually build them and sell them out of there.
2: That's fantastic. And we got a lot of this also on TravelWisconsin.com. So on the blog, AllAboutTheCarPodcast.com, we'll put some of these links in case all of a sudden one of these things have piqued your interest.
0: Excellent. Because you have given us so much information there. It'd be great to go out and read about it, Bill.
2: exactly. Get a little bit more detail.
1: The Cascade Waterfalls is actually on the map of Wisconsin for going to the different waterfalls. So it's really cool.
2: Yeah. And actually, I think Travel Wisconsin has a whole listing of the other waterfalls in the state. And there's a book. And yeah. Of we'll course, have we're to, we'll have to squirrel down to some more waterfalls and wherever we might. Absolutely.
1: Next. As a kid, my mom used to go wash the clothes, and I would sneak off from the laundromat and go down and play in the falls and then wander down the creek to the St. Croix River.
2: That's awesome. That's a great memory. Memory
0: lane. Listen yeah. to that. You know, definitely got to get those new tires in that wheel alignment before I make this trip because there's a lot of things to do in that town. Yes. So, back to reality. So, we're going to get back to the nitty gritty of the alignments. There's angles in regards to alignment. So we talk, we think about this, and like Brian was mentioning with our feet, looking down at our, our feet and our toes pointed straight forward, that would be an aligned foot, if you will, or tire. So there's a lot of different angles that can be adjusted. Many of you may have seen where you've seen a car in a parking lot turning a corner and the tires tilting out at the top. That's an angle as well. Brian, what are the angles that are actually adjustable in most cars today?
1: Well, most cars is a tough question. Of the adjustable angles, camber, which is the inward or outward tilt of the tire, the caster, which I like to describe as riding your banana bike and turning the handlebars around for those that are of age to remember a banana bike, otherwise a shopping cart wheel that's Fluttering back and forth typically has a bad caster angle on it, totally related to vehicle handling. Very rarely does it affect tire wear. And then the biggest angle for tire wear is toe, which toe in or toe out.
0: Coming back to your your feet and your toes. My feet's
1: on my toes. So those are the
0: common angles, the primary, what they call the primary angles. My days as a wrench, I remember many more angles out there I believe that we're used for diagnosing more than anything, I guess, if there's frame damage or an accident.
1: Sure. Steering axis inclination, which is used to diagnose if there's bent components, bent frames, there's setback, how far the one wheel on the left is setback versus the wheel on the right, thrust angle, there's all kinds of different angles that we utilize to diagnose that.
2: So if I have a wheel alignment that... Needs to happen, or my car is pulling. I make this appointment, then what happens? Like, what actually happens, and what should I expect?
1: We hook it up to a machine, putting a head or a sensor on each wheel, and then we look at where the settings are in comparison to the manufacturer's spec and adjust what we can accordingly. Some angles are not adjustable from the factory, but there's what's called aftermarket kits that you can put in to get that angle back corrected to where it needs to be. Or worst case scenario, it may be bad enough that the frame is bent or the unibody has moved and you have to hook it up to a frame straightening machine. That's pretty extreme though. That'd be intense.
0: This sounds like a lot, really a big process. We're talking about a lot of details, a lot of different angles. For those that aren't familiar with wheel alignments, this could be really confusing. How long does this take to have done professionally?
1: In most cases, about an hour. In extreme cases, it can be a couple of hours. It is a very precise process, but with the equipment that we have now, we're measuring down into the hundredths of an inch hundredths of a degree, versus way back when, when we started using the tape measure, eh, if you got it within an eighth, the financial was close enough.
0: And the benefits that our drivers will receive by having a correctly, freshly, if you will, aligned vehicle comes back, I'm sure, to
1: the tire wear. Yep, the biggest thing is money. You save those tires and make them last 60, 70, 80,000 like they're supposed to, it'll save you a lot of money in the long run.
0: And safety in regards to the polling that Bill was referring to earlier and the, uh, the dog tracking, if you will. The uh, actual technical name for dog tracking, I believe, is thrust angle. So we're giving all this information out there. We might as well keep it straight.
2: So it sounds like it may be an hour, some cost. However, can I do this myself?
0: That kind of goes back to what we were talking about before with strings and tape measures. We probably could. You
1: could, but with today's modern cars, it is down into the tenths and hundredths of an inch, so you're not going to be able to measure it that close.
2: A professional would pretty much be necessary.
1: Back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, early 80s, where an eighth of an inch was close enough, yeah, then you can do it. So leave it to the pros? I would recommend that.
2: So is then a check the same as the alignment or what, you know, like sometimes I hear that term like, oh, you get I need your alignment check. Well, is that the same as an alignment?
1: That's actually hooking it up to the machine and seeing where the tires and angles are measuring currently. And then we determine if an actual alignment is needed at that point.
2: Does a, an alignment check cost money?
1: When you purchase tires from us, we do check the alignment for no charge
2: so do other professionals charge for a check i mean like can i go in and just say i need i want an alignment check after i've heard this amazing podcast and i now understand what it is all about i want to just make sure my car is in alignment
1: most places will charge just to check the alignment including us unless you purchase a set of tires or something many shops will check the alignment at no charge if you purchase tires from them
2: fair enough okay
0: Once again, we've covered a lot of information on this podcast in regards to wheel alignments this time. We talked briefly about the history of wheel alignments and the way we used to do things back in the day and how they've changed over the years. You can visit our link at allaboutthecarpodcast.com. We also talked about the indications that your vehicle may need an alignment. There were several different ones that we talked about. There also a link at allaboutthecarpodcast.com. And we discussed the different angles that are adjustable and the ones that aren't that we do look at when an alignment is performed on your vehicle. And a great description of that is also on a link at allaboutthecarpodcast.com. And then we also talked about what you would expect at your wheel alignment appointment. In the end of the day, we just want to make sure that all four wheels are lined up straight down the road. So ride along with us next time on our podcast, All About the Car, in our series of buying your next set of tires. To listen to previous episodes, find additional resources, or send us a message, head to allaboutthecarpodcast.com. See you next time.